Wilson, what's up, brother? How you doing today? Hey, I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Really appreciate it. Trying to get some more exposure. It's been great, man. No doubt, brother. I know the grind. I think you and I are kind of on the same path getting started on this online journey. Um, we, of course, had some technical issues trying. To, <laughs> luckily, we got, you know, backups to backups to be able to have different video conversations. It's amazing because five years ago, this wouldn't have been an option, like just to think about the progress that technology has had. But um, thanks for your patience, brother. I really appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. I was actually on a phone call with my partner last night and um, I was able to share my screen with him. And he was like, it was like, oh, dude, I've never even seen this before. Like my little brother taught me because he's a he's an electrical engineer and all he does is write code all day. So he knows all these little tricks with computers. And I learned from him. So it was like we were able to get a business meeting done you know, over the laptop, because I could share my screen, you know, a bunch of confusing music stuff, like uploading music, typing producers, credits, publishing. I mean, the list goes on and on, man. And it's crazy. Y'all just did that over a video call, basically. Yeah, just Google Meets, share the yeah. screen. And, yeah. you know, that's what yeah. I'm saying. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's amazing, man. So speaking of technology, I was checking out your story because I always like to start with something relevant um, pulled off of what you're talk talking about. And yesterday, I think it was yesterday, you were talking about overcoming procrastination. And I think procrastination is something a lot of people deal with, especially when they're wanting to make a big change in their life. So what was the thing that got you to make the jump to stop procrastinating on whatever the change was? Well, man, it was, um, you know, I, I had this, like, uh, I know I'm sure you have it too, because we're on a similar path. It's like this, this thing inside, right? That's like calling us like, like the wolf in the w wilderness, you know, it's like, I like that. he wants to go run, he wants to go kill, he wants, you know, and it's like, it's always grinding on people like us, right? Yeah. And and that, that it was just that calling from the wild. It just kept gnawing at me, gnawing at me, gnawing at me. And, you know, I knew my life wasn't going in a productive uh, direction, but you get comfortable, man. You know, you're making money. You know, the food makes you comfortable. You're able to watch TV. You're able to go out to dinners. And, you know, you're able to have Christmases and birthdays for your kids and, and, um, you know, but you're, you, you have to go make the money. So you're not emotionally there. And when, when, you know, and when you come back, you're tired, you know, and it was, it just, it just started adding up on me because, you know, um, my daughter was such a sweet kid to up to nine. And, um, I let her go live with, um, you know, a relative because of, you know, my drug addiction and some, some other stuff. My, my uh, wife's mother had a mental illness, paranoid schizophrenia. And so we had her go live with her, thought it was a better situation. Turned out it wasn't. And I've never been able to get those years back, man. And like my kid's 15 and she's a problem now, mm. you know? And so mm -hmm. that procrastination to go back to the 
uh, what you wanted to talk about is it adds up. It compounds. Just like the guy that gets up at five in the morning or earlier or whatever, that time's going to compound, right? So you, the guy that gets up at eight, you already have three hours on him. And then if you do that on a weekly basis, that's 21 hours. And then you do it on, and then he times it on a month and then he times it on a year. I mean, these guys are living years, years. And it's compounded over time. Of course, if you start and stop, of course it don't work like anything else. But if it's compounded over 10, 15, 20 years, bro, you just made up all that time you spent doing drugs real i mean realistically yeah. that's how i look at it you know yeah no doubt man that's compounding i like i love that you said that because i don't think a lot of people think about it that way they think they think in terms of like starts and stops exactly what you're talking about because like society has built this idea that like you only have to do something for a certain amount of time. And once you reach the end of it, then you can stop doing it. Like health and fitness is one thing we have in common. And you've recently started your health and health and fitness journey and like gotten yourself in shape, taking control of your life, put discipline into your life, which has transformed who you are, as far as I can tell. But like most people don't think of it that way. They think of it as I'm going to start this diet. And at the end of the diet, I'm going to go back to the way I lived. So they don't think of it in terms of like momentum and compounding and adding that over the course of a period of time, years and decades. They think in terms of weeks and months. What do I have to do for the next 12 weeks to get 30 pounds off? Or what do I have to do for the next maybe six months to get a six pack? Or what do I have to do for now to get off the alcohol or get off the drugs and then not even think about the rest of my life. I just want to get to the point where I'm off of that. And they don't think about com compounding is such a good word to, to use because it does, it's cumulative. It's not like, it's not like this and then this, and then this it's this and then this plus this, and then this plus this plus this. And then it all just starts adding up. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it's like with, with like my drug addiction, right? And, um, you know, the time that I wasted, it compounded. Your thoughts compounded, the negativity compounded. And I'm like, oh, man, the world's against me. It's, 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 it's this external thing. It's this external thing. And it's this. Well, no, it's because your whole life is negative. 90% of what you're doing is negative. So it's going to compound. Your thoughts have power and all this stuff. So. You know, I get the way of thinking of, uh, oh, in 90 days, I'm going to do this amazing diet and I'm going to get there and I'm going to, you know, and then and then you fall off, you know. But I mean, realistically, I just look at everything as a marathon and there is no there is no finish line. man. it's just it's just not you. You have to you once you determine that this is a lifestyle that I want to live and I needed something to replace drug addiction right so fitness is the best thing there is it's going to give you confidence no it's going to build your body you're going to feel healthy I mean I was up at 4 30 in the morning and I've I'm full of energy 
like I've had two cups of coffee, but it's not even from that. It's from getting up, working out early. My mind's clear. I'm not rushing out the door. I'm just like everything's I'm taking everything in segments. Like, what do I got to do? I got to get up. I got to cook. I got to get to the gym. I got a meal prep. And then it's all in segments. Right. And then I got to and then I got to get to work or I got to, you know, I got to send these DMs or I got to check people's stories. And then, you know, I got to I, you know, I got to socialize on social media and and you're just taking everything in segments. And if you just break up your day like that, it just becomes like this flow, man, you know, and you're just you just no feel so good. Yeah, I don't think people like that's something that is taken for granted because people look at their time and there's a there's a law called Parkinson's law and the law is basically a task will take up the amount of time allotted to it. So, for instance, social media is a perfect example. And for most people, social media uses them. They don't use social media. That distinction is very important. And when social media uses you, that task is going to take up whatever amount of time you allot to it. And for most people, they don't allot a time. They just go until they realize they've been sitting on their damn phone for two hours or three hours. And then they finally wake up and realize that they've been sitting there. And then they say they don't have time to exercise. But right now, they have zero time allotted in their life for exercise. So if you take that two-hour chunk that you just spent either scrolling on your phone or you know looking on Netflix, binge-watching a, a show on Netflix, and you cut that even in half, you've just got an hour out of your time that you can allot to exercise. So our days are full not because... We don't have time, not because we have so much going on. Like a lot of people have kids. I don't have kids. So I always like to say, like, I can't talk directly about kids. But what I can say is I've known people. We used to have a girl at the gym. I owned a fitness studio for, for 10 years. And there was a girl at the gym who had seven kids and she homeschooled them. And she came to the gym three to five days a week for an hour at a time. So like it can be done, but you have to like you have to do exactly what you're saying you have to know how to segment your time and take control of the time that you have instead of saying whoop i can't control any of it so i'm just not going to pay any attention so that's a very good point like being able to segment that time and how good you feel from actually taking control of it i mean and and, and the thing is it takes a lot to get there you know that oh like, yeah oh I'm, yeah. I'm sure you were sleeping, walking around the planet for a long time, too. I was. And this it, the 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 general population, they're they're asleep. They're asleep. That's why, you know, with the social media, we use triggers because these people are sleepwalking. You know, they're watching three hours of football They're you know, they're eating all these pleasurable foods. They're sleeping with random women every night. You know, they're drinking alcohol. They're doing drugs. They're gambling. And I mean, these things are at your fingertips. No problem nowadays. Yeah. I mean, right. Gambling's right there. ESPN's, you can gamble, right? You, mm -hmm. you know, the phone escorts are right there. You whatever, you know, whatever it is, it's Anything at your you fingertips, mm -hmm. you know, so you really got to be awake 
to do what we're doing. So, you know, it's that's the thing is like the the pleasure people are choosing pleasure over the purpose, man, and they're missing out. They are one hundred percent. They're missing out, but you know, until they're awake and willing to change, there's nothing that's gonna change because. Like I said, it's too accessible. It's too easy. You know, like I said, it took me, I wanted to get in Muay Thai 10 years ago, 10 years ago. And then I finally got in and I loved it. And I did it for a couple of years right now. I don't, I don't have the allowed time to do it as much as I used to, but I did it though. I got off the couch I went to the gym, I put my little gloves on, I put my things on, you know, I sweated, I punched people, all this stuff, you know, I had physical interaction, like, I did that, and you have to be able to take pride in that, in that stuff now, man, and no one does, no one does, they'd rather just walk this planet, and like I said, you know, I got my dinners with my wife. I got this. I got, um, you know, I'm able to afford a little vacation and, and that's good enough. But why wouldn't you just want more? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can do all that stuff and you can still do more. Like you can live an amazing life and still do all those things. But like I said, man, no, not everybody's. Not everybody's keen to that. No Which doubt. We're lucky. We're very lucky to be keen to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So I want to dig into your journey just a little bit because you've mentioned it a couple of times, um, being addicted to drugs. So when when did that start and what caused you to want to get out of it? Because I imagine like that's a hard thing to overcome. And again, once you're in a life, you have to have an awakening like you you there has to be some at some point you're like something flashes in your eyes and you go damn there's something better that i can do so when did that start for you and and how did you start to make the change and move away from drugs okay it started it started at 12 okay and i had um it started at 12 I mean, I pretty much used from 12 to 26 and I went to rehab years. at 15. I went to rehab at 15, Alcoholics Anonymous at 18, back to rehab at 26. And that's when that's when I finally when I was in that rehab, that was when I was able to actually get some time accumulated i think i ended up getting like two and a half years right Mm -hmm. but the thing was is that i was in so much trouble i went i went on a high-speed chase you know i got caught with drugs this you know i basically got seven felonies all in one night one shot man Mm -hmm. one shebang Mm -hmm. and i'm sitting in jail and i think i'm about to get bailed out and all i want to do is smoke rock Mm -hmm. and I felt that and I think about it now, but at the time it makes me sick now, but 
at the time I was like, man, that, that sounds amazing, but that's mm-hmm. how much of a hold drugs how had on me and go back to the compounding effect from 12 to 26. That's 14 years solid. That's a compounding effect. Yeah. So it's not necessarily a disease to me. It was just a bunch of bad habits and choices that compounded 14 years that put my mind in a state of addiction. Right. Mm. That's how I feel. So I get the two and a half years. I'm in so much trouble. You know, I got a nine year, eight, eight month joint suspension. That's if I get in any trouble that's related to those charges, they could give me close to 10 years. Right. So I'm on this high control probation for four years. It's, you know, it's gnarly. I got probation popping up in my house at like four in the morning. And, um, I, you know, I get off the probation and what the, you know, it goes both ways. The wolf was calling, you know, it was the wild was calling, you know, and it was like, let's get back at it. Mm -hmm. And I did, you know, I went in and out of recovery for nine years and I pretty much, I got sober this time at, uh, 34, 2018, September 3rd. And, um, congratulations, brother. I appreciate it, man. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it, it is the most, uh, relieving thing to not have that monster on my back. Mm. And, you know, it was, it was a lot of things. It it was, um, you know, it was, it was street stuff. You know, it was just me trashing my body. But when I seen the look in my daughter's eyes one morning, she was just, just, you know, she just tears, just crying and just like, you know, she's eight years old. So she's getting a little bit older. And I was just like, man, I can't do this no more. I just can't. So I, I picked up the Bible. I picked up uh, some recovery material and I just started reading. And then the next step after that was, you know, starting the fitness journey. I, I started doing a lot of cardio to get the weight off. I was 250 pounds. Mm. I'm down to, um, I'm down to one, uh, 75 right now. The lowest I've been is 166, but I didn't put in, put on any muscle. So I didn't know, I didn't know what I was doing, you know? So mm-hmm. I went to Muay Thai, you know, I was doing all these physical act- activities and it was helping. And I'm listening to David Goggins. I'm listening to Watson. <laughs> I'm listening to all these things and I'm taking it all in. And I'm like, this is what it is, you know, but I still, had the gambling i still had the womenizing i still had all these food addictions still you know and um and they would come creeping in you know like just that like like that fog rolling in on you know at the beach or something you know and it's just like that eerie feeling and until i got rid of all my vices for the most part you know i have a few hang-ups i'm not perfect at all you know mm-hmm. But as far as like major, major vices, I don't participate in any major vices anymore as far as gambling, drugs and alcohol and womenizing. So, yeah, man, it was just it was just a huge turning point, man. It's just I had went through the process of recovery for so long and I just, you know, I I just got so tired that I couldn't do it anymore. It was either that or I was going to blow my fuck my uh blow my face off pretty much. <laughs> Dude, that um 
again, congratulations. I can only imagine, like, I can only imagine the feeling that you have now when you like reflect back on all those years and all that time and like the power and the control that you have in your life now. Like what I hear in that story is perseverance because once you've gone in and out of rehab a couple of times, tried a couple of times, like I feel like a lot of people just would have kept that same cycle, right? And you did that for a while, in, out, in, out. And you tried and you didn't try. But what I what I hear at the end of it was like, you decided to take control. You decided to take the steps. You decided to pick up the Bible. You decided to start your fitness journey. You decided to do those things. And once you decided to, that's when things really started to click. And that it's it's like it's like in exercise. If if a doctor tells someone that they need to start exercising because they're fat and overweight, they'll start, but they're not going to do it on their own because they're not doing it for themselves. They're not doing it for them for a purpose that they believe is important. They're doing it because the doctor told them to. What it sounds like is like you had that moment with your daughter and with yourself. And you're like, I want to be able to be something for her. And I want to be able to be something for me. And it's like, it sounds like that thing just switched and your purpose just all of a sudden shifted to, I need to be a different person. So that's like, that's a big deal considering the number of years that had compounded with all that. Oh yeah, man. And and the thing is, it just wears you down. Mm. You know, that's where I was at a point is like, look, I either got to get off this stuff I'm going to die a thousand different ways, but at least if I blow my face off, I'm in control of that, mm-hmm. you know? And it, and the thing is now that I have moved towards the positive way of fitness, nutrition, and mindset and all that, you know, all that stuff that now I, when I reflect on all that stuff, it gives me power. It gives me fuel. So I have this, I can always draw from this energy like, oh, yeah, I remember that day. That was a bad day. Well, today is not as bad as that day. So you can always, you find these, you know, through growing, you find these little tricks that were like, you know, that just calloused your mind pretty much to where now you can always go back into the little um, fishbowl and just pull out an incident like, oh, man, that was bad, you know? So today's not that bad, you know, and it's, it's kind of, you know, it keeps, keeps you, keeps you going, gives you that fuel, gives you that fire. But to go back to what you're talking about, about like that switch Mm -hmm. is like, you know, that's the thing is the, you know, most people, they are not going to change on their own. I mean, I have a friend that has diabetes, literally got his foot cut off and he still eats like shit lack of a better word right and that just goes to show you how far people are willing to take it you know but i'm willing to take it just as far but in the other direction you know so we're the lucky ones i you know i feel for sure is it a hard life is it a hard life early wake-ups working out seven days a week you know, the eating, 
whatever way you're going, you know. But we're the lucky ones. Well, the way that I like to think about it is you either do hard things now to live an easy life later, or you do easy things now to live a hard life later. So the question is, where do you want that trade-off to be, right? So like a lot of people are doing that, living the easy life, sitting around being comfortable, eating foods that taste nice, drinking, partying, drugs, alcohol, the easy life. I mean, it's still hard on the body. Don't get me wrong. But in 10 years, 20 years, it's going to be much harder on the body. Like it's going to be a hard life down the road. Now you can choose if you want instead to do what seems hard, which actually once you become disciplined to be able to do it, it's it's simple. It, like once you get the routine and you get the program, it's much simpler than people make it out to be. But in the beginning, it's hard. Like you got to make a lot of changes. So you either do the hard things now so that you can live the easy life later so that when we're 80 years old, we can live independently and we don't have to worry about being dependent on other people because we've taken care of ourselves. Or you can live that easy or that easy life now and at 80 years old, you have to live in a nursing home and have people wipe your ass. So like it's totally up to you what you want to do, but the choice is there. And I don't think people see the choice. So it's just waking up. So I mean realistically man a lot of these people will be lucky lucky to make it to 80 mm. period a of, there's a lot of truth to that period mm. 80s a stretch man mm. i mean if you take a look around disneyland knott's berry farm mm. any amusement park the airport you know certain grocery stores you know take a look around that's America, pal. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It and that's a fact. That is America when you look around. And it's it, it it's a sad fact, but you know, the more lives I feel that we can change, the better. Cause once, like you said, you can choose the hard now or the hard later, right? And yeah, it's not as hard once you get in the groove, you know, it becomes easier, right? And my grandfather. He told me this thing that stuck with me for a long time is that he wishes he got started earlier because he became really active at like, I think, uh, 42. Mm -hmm. Like I'm talking about biking, marathons. He's doing calisthenics, all this stuff. Great things for his body, eating good, you know, but it was six years too late. You know, and he, he lived to 88, but if he, you know, but he had a lot of um you know arthritis type stuff come up early you know but he lived a long life don't get me wrong and it was probably because of that yeah. but he had a lot of different different problems leading up mm. to that 88 and he said i wish i would have got it started earlier because if he would have started like six years earlier i bet you wouldn't have had you know those the the arthritis and the different um elderly problems that they go through and that, that always stuck to me, you know, and I always thought about that. And I, and I got started at uh, 35. So I got started seven years earlier than he did. Mm. So I, I'm, I feel like I take pride in that. Like I listen, you know, cause that's a, a people don't listen nowadays. Mm. And they hear one thing and, it, and it's like, Oh, onto the TV or it's onto the phone or it's onto this or it's onto that. And it's like, 
bro, you need to open up your ears. You need to listen. These people know what they're talking about. You know, if you if you want to change everything about you, and this guy did, why 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 wouldn't you tune into this guy? You know, success leaves clues. Yeah. Um, P, I know you got to get to it. So let me ask you one more question before we sign off this bad boy. You have made some significant changes in your life, much different than most. So most people are trying to overcome eating too much food and sitting around and being lazy, which is tough to overcome. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like the changes that you've made in your life and the things that you've persevered through, I believe are much more challenging because you're talking about chemical addictions versus just wanting to sit around and be lazy and live an easy life. So what are a couple of habits that you have built into your life that you feel like have made the biggest shift? Man, I want to, I want to say it's the getting up earlier, getting up early. Cause I still struggle with it from time to time, you know, but that getting up earlier just sets the tone for the day where 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 you're going because then you can really start to segment out if you get up early you can start segmenting it out like i gotta eat okay cool already got already got these macros in okay then i gotta get to the gym oh got these workouts in and then once you set that once you set that tone of um you know developing those those wins you know, it just sets the tone for the whole day. So you're not, you know, I live in Southern California, so traffic's crazy. And, you know, we have a lot of, you know, we have a lot of road rage out here. And, you know, so, some days I do better than others. But, you know, if, if my day's going right, I'm like, oh, that's all right. It's no effect on me. So, but it could easily twist and be like, you know, Amazing. you're just going crazy, <laughs> you know. And so... I think you just got to set the tone. You got to draw a line. You have to start learning to keep your word to yourself. Because if you can keep your word to yourself, you can keep your word with everybody else in your life. That's how it works. Once you start start uh, not keeping the word to yourself, then all these little things start falling off and all these little habits start creeping in not maybe maybe not the major ones but they they could come along later on so you know the little ones start creeping in and making cracks in your in your foundation and you know and that's you want to that's stay so away good. from that that's so good most definitely yeah, um man, appreciate that's, you. that's good stuff p i appreciate it where can people find you uh ask p wilson it's asp.wilson on IG. Again, that's asp.wilson on IG. You got it, brother. And I'll make yeah. sure to put that in the description as well. Appreciate Pete, you. Thanks again, man. I appreciate your time. And congratulations again on all the, on overcoming, you know, all the vices and everything. That's, that's solid work, man. Yeah, I appreciate it, bro. Appreciate no, you. No, all no right, doubt, man. Brother. Have a Take good day. Care.